Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is a show that you do, you absolutely do not want to um, go away from for the whole two hours because we're going to take Joe Biden apart tonight on many levels. Some of the interviews he gave today, we're going to go back down in history and maybe some of the media will pay attention, John Roberts specifically, and other people. Kaylee uh, McEnany today laying a smackdown in the um, briefing room as she <laughs> continually has to do. And um, so are, we're are, are I'm you just, forgetting something, D? No, go ahead, Paul. Come on, man. Guys, start pounding those Come likes on, and share this thing. We're tired of getting beat up by Facebook. Yeah, well, yes. uh, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice, Pluto TV, Dish Network, Comcast in Chicago. Glad you're in. Um, I'm, I'm in a good mood, but I'm in a serious mood because I'm, I'm sick of seeing what I'm, I'm seeing, quite frankly. The president has probably denounced white supremacy and all of these things that you keep hearing, these faux arguments that they keep making up more than, well, I have it for you. I'll just, I don't even need to tell you. I'm just going to play it for you later in the show. And I have other things that I just, I just wonder where some of these people, you know, you start to just think, well, it's just, this is just all about a, you know, an agenda. You just because, start to think that now? Well, I mean, even Chris Wallace. I mean, you go back and look at 2016. But let, let me not get off track. So here's the first thing. The president, I saw, put out his schedule today. Do we have that? Uh, I have the president's schedule and I have Joe Biden's schedule today. And I just want to put them up for comparison here. I want to show the guys, G, if we have that. Put that up. So here it is. 1125 out of town pool call time for the president on the left. Joe Biden participates in a nap outside by the pool 12:45, and you see you see the schedules here joe biden is called a lid today and this is his schedule departs for the living room uh then departs for the bathroom pool on the floor there unfortunately uh joe biden departs for the padded basement for a thank you skype with chris wallace that i'm sure that went well and then he departs for the backyard outside pool and then he uh, departs for the padded basement for a call with his old buddy, Steve Scully. That's good, G. <laughs> and you know Steve Scully is... Um, we know now. Yes, we know now. He is the moderator of the next debate. Former intern for... Oh, guess who? For Joe Biden. Well, well, well. I mean, again, wow. what? Uh, you, who's, you, you who? can't make this kind of stuff up. Wow. Did the RNC... Were they... The RNC must have been out having lunch with James Comey the day that this all came up. I mean, did they do any research? Maybe they thought it was Captain (laughs) Scully or Sully, the pilot guy. I don't know. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So Steve Scully, who actually I I heard people say, well, maybe he'll be fair. And then today comes out that he was an intern for Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I mean, that's the deep state. That's it. All these, and I'm sure he's married to somebody Jesus. that Biden's related to, and you know they they probably vacation together, and it's it's so incestuous, it's crazy. Well, you look at the RNC is pushing back against the new rules. Guess who's the head of the RNC? Romney's niece. I mean, come on. Um, so well, you know, and Ronna McDaniel, I think's done a good job, quite frankly, yes. but I don't know where she was on, on this because I don't know. I just don't know how you, I don't know. How, I don't know how it's Chris Wallace. And then it's, um, it's Joe Biden's old intern who, I mean, I'm whatever. I'll give him a chance here. I think the president tweeted out. I'm used to two on one at this point, <laughs> but before I run out of time here, I want to get to this right away. So I talked about this yesterday, back in 2012, uh, Paul Ryan, and I keep hearing about Joe Biden, what a nice guy he is. And, uh, you know, he's an old, nice grandpa. And I told <laughs> you he's not a nice guy. Ask Clarence Thomas. Ask Bob Bork. You can go through people who have met him on the campaign trail. He tells them to shut up and shush and all this stuff. So here is um, hat tip here, Vimeo. Uh, here's Joe Biden. And now see if this looks familiar to you. This is 2012 with Paul Ryan. Here's the debate in a nutshell. And we'll just count together how many times Joe Biden decided he was going to brawl with Paul Ryan and how he did it. And watch the facial, the, watch the facial expressions, watch the way he laughs with that awkward laugh. Roll it, G. We should always stand up for peace, for democracy, for individual rights. And we should not be imposing these devastating defense cuts because what that does when we equivocate on our values, when we show that we're cutting our own defense, it makes us more weak. It projects weakness, and when we look weak, our adversaries are much more willing to test us. They're more brazen in their attacks, and our allies are less willing to With all us. due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. And look at what this but administration what do, what does. Do do Let me tell you what the Ayatollah have to have the Ayatollah credibility. It's in spite of their opposition. Oh, They've given 20 waivers to this sanction closer toward a nuclear weapon. I think that case speaks for Can you tell the American By the way, what's worse, another war in the Middle East? They're a nuclear they weapon. They're, they're they are encouraged to continue in that. Let me, tell what, you what's, let me ask you what. The world's largest sponsor of, of terrorism. That's They've dedicated the themselves to wiping an entire country off the map. They call, that's how it's going all around America. Look. You don't read the statistics. Look, that's not how it's going. It's going this down. This is two-minute answer, L look. please. Over 100 criminal investigations that have been launched. Just how go ahead, go ahead, Martha. Look, his constituents who are applying for grants. <laughs> That's what we do. We do that for all constituents who are. Oh, I love for. that. I love that. This uh, is such a bad program. Or on windmills in China. Look, was it a good idea to borrow all this money from countries like China <laughs> and spend it on all these various different interest groups? Let me tell you, it was a good idea. It was a good idea. We've gone over this quite enough. And Both. by the way, anybody you send me, I'll entertain. One out of six hospitals and nursing homes are going to go out of business as a result of this. It's not what it is. 7.4 million seniors are projected to lose the current Medicare Advantage coverage they have. That's a $3,200 benefit cut. That did what we're happen. saying, more people signed these are up. from your own actuaries. More, 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 more people signed up for Medicare Advantage after what, the change. What there's no, the, nobody is Mr. Vice President, down. I know, no, no, this Mr. Is Mr. Vice President, this is I know you're under a lot of duress to make up for lost ground. <laughs> But I think people will be better served if we don't keep interrupting each other. Well, let me don't just, take let me all the four minutes then. We're not. We're saying don't change benefits Jeez. for people 55 and above. They already, 
organize the retirement around these promises. Let, let me ask you this. What? Together with a prominent Democrat senator from Oregon. There's not one Democrat it's who endorses it. Not one Democrat who Our partner is a Democrat from Oregon. And he said we, he does we, no longer support we put you. It, we put it together with the former Clinton budget director. Who this disavows idea, it. <laughs> this idea came from the Clinton Commission to Save Medicare, chaired by Senator John Bro. Here's the point, Martha. Which was if we, don't, if we don't fix this problem, and they will for 20 years, that's not a political thing. Martha, that's if a we mass. just did one thing, it, it, it has are not formula. denied. So Absolutely. They are not denied. Look, folks. I, I, Paint your opponent as someone people should run from. I Make a big you about making their money work faster for them within the Social Security system. That's not what that Mitt work. Romney's proposing. What we're saying is no changes for anybody 55 and what above. What Mitt Romney is proposing. And then the kinds of changes we're talking about for younger people like myself is don't increase the benefits for wealthy people as fast as everybody else. Slowly Martha. raise the retirement age over time. It wouldn't get to Martha. the age of 70 until the one, year wow. 21 oath. Completely misleading, but more importantly, that's what they're the facts, this, right? This is what politicians do when they don't have a record to run on. <laughs> Try to scare people from voting for you. If you don't get ahead of this problem, it's going to attack Medicare beneficiaries and more beneficiaries. We are not going to jeopardize this program, but we have to save it. You are jeopardizing the program. You're I won't get a very simple answer, but let me ask you this. I gave you a simple answer. He's raising the cost of Medicare. So that more of their income is taxed, which has a broader base of taxation, so we can lower tax rates across the board. Now, here's why I'm saying this. What we're saying is here's the framework. I hope I'm going to get time to respond we to this. Want to I, I, you'll Congress. get time. That? He is wrong about that. There, you, can, that? you can cut tax rates by 20%. And still preserve these important preferences for middle class taxpayers. Not mathematically it, possible. It, it is mathematically possible. It's been done before. It's precisely what we're <laughs> proposing. So good it has that. never been done before. <laughs> yeah. It's been done a couple of times. Actually. It has never been Jack done Kennedy before. lowered tax rates, increased growth. Ronald oh, Reagan. Now you're Jack Kennedy. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Republicans and Democrats. Republicans and Democrats have worked together on this. You'll, That's I understand right. you guys aren't used but to doing bipartisan But we told each other deals. what we're going to do. When we did it with Republicans Reagan, Democrats, he said, here, here are the we things said, we're going to cut. Framework. Let's work together said. to fill in the details. That's exactly the details. That's how you get things done. You work with There's, Congress. Look, let me say it this way. Mitt that's Romney coming from the Republican Congress working Mitt, bipartisanly. Mitt Romney. 7% rating. Mitt Romney was governor of Massachusetts, where 87% of the legislators he served with were Democrats. The aisle, he didn't compromise principles. And you saw common ground, and he balanced the budget. If he, he did such a great job, if he did such a good job, job in four times without raising taxes. Why isn't he even contesting Massachusetts? Vice President, what would you? Higher income people here. Can you guarantee this, that no one taking less than hundred thousand dollars have a mortgage? <laughs> this mortgage stop. This tax is in small businesses. He keeps trying to make you think that it's just some movie star, hedge fund guy, or percent of the small businesses make less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year would not be affected. You know, it hits a million. This tax is a million people. A million small businesses. Does it tax ninety-seven percent of the American businesses? It, it tax a million small, small businesses <laughs> who are our greatest job creators. I wish I'd get it. The greatest job creators. And you're, go, and you're going guys. to increase. Think about this budget. And you're going to increase the defense. No, we're just not going to cut the defense budget like they're, they're proposing. You said two billion dollars. That's $2 not billion accurate. Dollars. We're More talking than that. about no, so no man have this increase in defense. Two trillion dollars. You, you don't cut defense by a trillion dollars. That's what we're talking about. And the, what, what national security issues justify an increase? We're gonna, I know that's not some of the military. That was the decision of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, recommended to us and agreed to by the president. Who answered the civilian leader?
They made the recommendation first. Okay, let's... Do you know why we say that? I'd like because to we don't want to broadcast to our enemies. It's the situation to see how best to complete this timeline. We what we do not want to do in twenty. What we do not want to do to hold and wait out for us and then take over the Martha. That's a bizarre. That's why we statement. want to make sure. No, that's, that's a bizarre why we want to make sure that this. Four. That makes them less safe. So, um, Oof. the president on Tuesday night had a decision to make, and he could say, "I'm either going to be Paul Ryan, or I'm going to be Donald Trump." And he decided to be Donald Trump and not Paul Ryan because Paul Ryan got run over 78 times, if you want to know the final number. Oh, 85 was wow. the final no, number. I was going to say 86. should have set a line on that. So 85 wow. times. This guy, does that look familiar, that behavior? Yeah. It should because that's exactly what he did Tuesday night. Almost just, you know, eight years older, eight more years more senile. But the same laughing, the condescension. Exactly. But the same, the same bully. Yeah. And that's exactly what he is. I am so sick of hearing about Joe Biden. What a nice guy he is. Paul sent me something about to go back and think about what he what he was like uh, during Clarence Thomas's hearing. I've told you about Bob Bork as well. You can look that up on YouTube. I have so much Joe Biden stuff tonight. It's just you're not going to believe it. I mean, this, this is a, such a charade at this point with this guy. Ah, oh, Damon, he's up, though, you know. People in the suburbs love him. Like the president said last night, you people nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? This guy's a jackass and a bully at that. And the media is just deplorable in the way they keep framing this issue with the president today. This John Roberts thing is unbelievable. The meltdown he had today. Oh my goodness, that was that was awesome. We are being that set up. Great. Something that's been. I mean, when I play you the president denouncing this stuff, it's got to be eighteen times. It's unbelievable. Just getting started. Live from Studio Six B. Glad you're in on a Thursday night, October first. We are thirty-four, thirty-three days away from hopefully saving the damn country from this idiot. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're going to be there. We're going to be fair. We're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. All right, Paul Nolan's here with the news, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Comcast 113 in Chicago. Just getting started here. Um, if you missed segment one, I gave you Joe Biden in 2012 interrupting Paul Ryan 87, 85 times as it ends up being. And he's just a bully. And he, and he did it for the people saying the president should have just laid back on Tuesday night. Well, that's what it would have looked like. And he's decided, um, no, no, that's not happening. 
Um, all right, let's do some news here with uh, Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? So speaking of uh, interruptions, Donald Trump campaign has indicated that neutral moderator Chris Wallace interrupted President Trump a whopping 76 times during the Tuesday's debate. Wallace, who is known for harboring liberal sympathies, was widely criticized by conservatives uh, for partially, you know, um, debating and not really moderating the contest. It appears Biden actually spent more time talking during the debate than Trump did, despite Wallace consistently maintaining that Trump was breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, again, if you go back and watch the first five minutes of the debate, what you'll find is bully Biden did exactly what he did to Paul Ryan. He's the one who started it. He jumped in just like that with that laugh of his, like, Everything is, yeah, exactly, condescending and, like, everything is almost, like, unbelievable. Like, oh, come on. You know, he did it. So, I mean, please. Well, and there's a follow-up to that, I suppose. Fox News, uh, Chris Wallace says he said about how the presidential debate was moderated Tuesday night, and he turned out that he never dreamt that it would go off the tracks the way it did in a phone interview with the New York Times. Uh, the 90-minute debate between President Trump and, and Biden began with and ended with candidates interrupting and talking over each other, sometimes with harsh words. Trump said Biden was not smart. Biden called Trump a clown, asked him to shut up. Um, you guys saw it all, you know. Biden's behavior was, um, was a disgrace. And if Mitt Romney had done that to President Obama in 2012, we'd still be hearing about it on CNN about the way he treated the, the sitting president. And Biden did an interview today, in Pen- oh, maybe it was not today, yesterday, sometime in the last couple of days in Pennsylvania. And, the, and I'll play it for you. The reporter says, you apologize for your behavior. He goes, no, I didn't. I didn't apologize for my behavior. So again, <laughs> enough with this guy being some sympathetic figure. He's not at all. And he's never has been. All right, what else? Well, Democratic uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein and a group of Democrats on Thursday formally asked Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham to delay the confirmation of the Supreme Court nominee, (laughs) uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Um, The lifetime, uh, I'm sorry, the timeline for consideration of Barrett's nomination is incompatible with the Senate's constitutional role. Uh, Feinstein said, um, <laughs> and she said, we again urge you to delay the consideration of the nomination until the presidential inauguration. The Senate and the American public deserve a deliberative, thorough process, and this falls short. And then she went on to say, pretty, pretty, please, can I have a unicorn too? I wonder if uh, Diane Feinstein knows that about four or five, maybe it's more than that, of the members of the Senate um, Judiciary Committee have already come out and said, well, I'm not even going to meet with her. Kristen Gillibrand, I'm not going to meet with her. The damn leader in the Senate, Schmuck Schumer, I'm not going to meet with her. So, I mean, which way, what is it? We're going to meet with her? We're not going to meet with her? It's too fast? It's too slow? Which one is it? We have to fill this seat. We need a constitutionalist on this seat in in the worst way. It's the only thing that can save the republic when the Democrats rob and manipulate this election. Because, I mean, this should be a red wave landslide. But does anyone else not feel like they're just setting us up for anarchy after it's over? Oh, of course they are. I mean, it's it's like they just keep on pre-programming all the lemmings. It's like they're priming the pump. Yep. You know, and they're hoping that, you know, they're going to get the result they want. And either way, either way it, it goes, they're going to get the result that they want. If they don't win the election, which is, you know, let's face it, I don't see it happening. 
um, then they're going to go the other route, and they're fully prepared for it. And something that I I wish I would have jotted it down, I think it was in the car at the time, uh, at a light, and it was had to do with hotel hotel managers speaking to one another. Um, you know, nice hotels, hotels that that are more than you know a hundred bucks a night around the country talking about how they've got a lot of people flooding into their hotels that, uh, you know, they're just kind of showing up and, uh, like they're prepping for something. Hmm. Well, to me, it's like, like prepping to go out to dinner. What are you talking about? Like prepping? uh, Let's just say, uh, remember what happened outside of the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, white house. When, when President Trump did the whole presentation there, and what happened when he accepted the nomination? There were people that were coming out of hotels that were flown in to cause a disturbance. This is, this is what I read. Well, again, we know, I wish, that, well, huh? you know there's people flying around to cause disturbances everywhere. People are saying, I see the same guys in Portland that I saw in D.C. two nights ago. Yeah, but they're, they're, it's almost like they're prepping now for a later date. I think we're missing uh, one other thing we should be discussing. Why is Feinstein even still in the Senate? I mean, for God's sakes, how does she still have a job after having a, a Chinese spy working for it in her car <laughs> 20 for 20 years? years? How does she still have a say in anything? <laughs> and she's on the Senate Intelligence. Think about it. How would God's you, name... You think you'd know, like, what's, you're on the, like, you know things, like right. Sabrina this, told me once. If this was football, be like, yeah, give us your playbook, you're cut. Are you kidding me? You have a what spy as a about? driver. You, you have a, you're, you're a limo driver where the most intimate things are said in a car that he's got all alone for himself. Whenever you're not in it, to put little wires and bugs everywhere. He, I mean, for God knows, God knows what he knew. Hey, that looks like what's that? What's that pin on? It looks like a camera. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, I just squirt water on your face with this. Where would you like to go? <laughs> Feinstein. It's, is how does she have a job? I mean, well, you, I wouldn't hire well, Because McDonald's. she's in California. Guess who votes for her? If I was managing McDonald's, I'd be like, no, go. You're the one with the spy? No, 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 no. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> before you we, could work for Burger King. Let's, um, before we get away from the debate, I missed this the other night. Uh, let's go crazy. Our first crazy town. First of three tonight uh, because I'm just fired up tonight. Let's go 132, G. Here is a um, little snap poll from our friends at CNN. Roll it. We do a quick show of hands, if you will. Who in this group, raise your hand if you thought Joe Biden won the debate. <laughs> <laughs> One person, okay. <laughs> now that's good TV. There you go. You know, and, and it goes back to <laughs> that thing, that? Damon, you know, the night of the debate, we were all kind of like, oh, we weren't sure what, how we felt and kind of like, eh, yeah, I was pretty sure. I thought it was right. awful until I went, watched it the next morning. Not only that, but then you see other people, what they saw. And again, I think it's because we're so hyper in tune to everything that maybe we had some unrealistic expectations yep. of complete yeah. domination. You know what I mean? I Almost like a rally know, atmosphere. Right, we need, he needs to be completely dominant to at least get some kind of press coverage because if he's not dominant, like he's right. got to win a hundred to nothing to get the right press. Right. So I think that's why we, we, we needed him to be like Cy Young. Yeah. We wanted to see a rally. Well, we saw yeah. the Telemundo uh, come out afterwards, which I didn't, I don't know. It's fine, but I didn't give it a whole lot of credence, but they, they had him winning. But now since then, I found that clip. I, I missed that. Obviously I don't watch CNN cause I actually have taste. And then, um, 
I saw a couple other polls come out. Yeah. And all of them had upper 60, 70% saying Trump won, and it was over 300,000 votes. And I, and I saw one on NPR as well. I'm like, really? And it's it was kind of stunning. And, and again, it, it kind of goes to show you that maybe, you know, we didn't see because the, the regular layperson isn't as immersed in this stuff as we are. Yeah. All right, just getting started. More Joe Biden stuff coming up here after the break. You don't want to miss. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. this um the joe biden he's a sympathetic figure somehow nonsense that we've been hearing cut 10 g we'll start there this is uh this is actually from a week or two ago and um it leads into the clip that paul gave me today which it's fantastic this is senator barrasso on joe biden roll that i don't know what joe biden remembers but when you think back of the time when he played such a role in the hearings for Judge Bork, he was the one that basically turned on what became a political circus. I don't know if he remembers that he was the one that smeared Clarence Thomas. I don't know if Joe Biden remembers that he is the one that led the filibuster of Justice Alito. I'm not sure what he recalls of any of those, but I I do know that the Democrats today here will continue to remember those lessons and use them against whoever it is that President Trump nominates. Yeah, so the smear, 44G, the smear of Clarence Thomas is the one I'm going to focus on first. Um, Because that's exactly what Joe Biden did as he was miraculously somehow the, the Senate Judiciary Chairman for a long time. And throughout the Clarence Thomas hearings... <clears throat> And Paul sent me this, and it's just fantastic. And it's interesting to hear what Justice Thomas, one of the more brilliant men ever, certainly to sit on the bench, um, thought about Mr. Biden at the time. 44, G, roll that. Good morning, Judge. Welcome to the blinding lights. (laughs) Finding out what you mean when you say that you would apply the natural law philosophy to the Constitution is, in my view, the single most important task of this committee. Senator Biden was very focused on natural law. How did that go? Who knows? I I have no (laughs) idea what he was talking about. (laughs) I just want to make sure we all know what we're talking about here, that you and I know at least what we're talking (laughs) about. No, you don't. There's a fervent and aggressive school of thought that wishes 
to see natural law further inform the Constitution than it does now, argued against by the positivist led by Judge Bork. Now, again, that may be lost on all the people. You know and I know what we're talking about. Okay, stop it. He has no, he has no idea what you're talking about, and neither does anybody else. And I love it. we understand because we're geniuses. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm a genius. The lemmings, they don't, the, the moron, the peons, right. they don't understand. But us, geniuses, it's between it, us. You know what? If this was happening today, and Justice Thomas was the same age as he is right there, I, I guarantee you, he would have just leaned forward and said, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you please explain it? Joe would have erupted because he would be like, uh-oh. He wouldn't, have, he, he wouldn't be able to, to explain it. Right. Clarence Thomas should have just yelled, medic, he's having a stroke. <laughs> Natural law. Natural law. Not man-made law. Not government-made law. Like knowing good from evil, Joe. Knowing right from wrong. Knowing how to be respectful. Just, it is, it's right because it's right. What are you talking, rewind this to the beginning. So just, just keep that in mind on the most simplistic definition of natural law. Now listen to what this idiot says. Roll it. Good morning, Judge. <laughs> Welcome to the blinding lights. <laughs> Got to make this shareable. Finding out what you mean when you say that you would apply the natural law philosophy to the Constitution is, in my view, the single most important task of this committee. Senator Biden was very focused on natural law. How did that go? Who knows? I, I have no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> exactly. I just want to make sure we all know yeah. what we're talking about. Okay. Here. You and I know at least what we're talking yeah, about. Go ahead, sure. genius. There's a what are we fervent talking about? and aggressive school of thought that wishes to see natural law further inform the Constitution than it does now. Argued against by the positivist led by Judge Bork. Now again, that may be lost on all the people. All the people. You know and I know what we're talking about. I have to be perfectly honest with you. You sit there and you have no idea what they are talking about. All I know is that he was asking me these questions about natural law. Someone may apply it in a way, like Moore, who leads him in a direction that is, quote, liberal. You may apply it in a way that leads you in a direction that's conservative. Or you may, like many argue, not apply it at all. <laughs> many argue that. <laughs> but it is a fundamental question that is going to be almost impossible for non-lawyers to grasp in an exchange, but you know and I know oh. it is a big, big deal. And in conclusion, it's a big deal. one of the things you do in hearings is you have to sit there and look attentively at people you know have no idea what they're talking about. And it was fine. I understood what he was trying to do. I didn't really appreciate it. Natural law was nothing more than a way of tricking me into talking about abortion. Well, you know. Since many Catholic moral philosophers saw the two things as intimately related. But my interest in natural law was different. Yeah. I mean, so talk about overmatched. 
Joe Biden trying to tell him, oh, we, you yeah. know, and I know. Yeah. And he knows that you don't know Jack. Pal. <laughs> so. I, wish, I wish you had the uh, Robin Williams clip to follow that up. Talking about Joe Biden. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's hysterical. Well, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch. But I do have something to follow it up. And again, it's more of Biden's history here. So uh, let's go to 48G because I'm not going to stop on this all night. Let's roll that. There are those of we social planners who think somehow that if we just subrogate man's individual characteristics and traits by making sure that a presently a heterogeneous society becomes a totally homogeneous society, that somehow we're going to solve our social ills. And quite to the contrary, I think the concept of busing, which implicit in that concept is the question you just asked, or the, the statement within the question you just asked, that we are going to integrate people so that they all have the same access and they learn to grow up with one another and, and, and all the rest, is a rejection of the whole movement of black pride, is a rejection of the entire black awareness concept where black is beautiful, black culture should be studied, and a cultural awareness of the importance of their own identity, their own individuality. And I think that's a healthy, solid proposal. What's less known is how he followed the lead of some of the Senate's most fervent segregationists. In a series of never-before-published letters reviewed by CNN, the strength of Biden's opposition to busing comes into sharper focus. On March 25, 1977, Biden wrote, My bill strikes at the heart of the injustice of court-ordered busing. It prohibits the federal courts from disrupting our educational system. Biden sought and received support from Mississippi Senator James Eastland, the Democratic chairman of the Judiciary Committee and a leading symbol of Southern resistance to desegregation. He frequently spoke of blacks as, quote, an inferior race. But he did not say that Eastland and others were partners on several of Biden's anti-busing bills. On June 30th, 1977, Biden wrote, Dear Mr. Chairman, I want you to know that I very much appreciate your help during this week's committee meeting in attempting to bring my anti-busing legislation to a vote. Then in 1978, Biden again asked Eastland to put his anti-busing bill before the full Senate, writing, your participation in floor debate would be welcome. Biden is facing sharp criticism for recalling his work with two staunch segregationists. At a fundraiser Tuesday, Biden describing Senator Herman Talmadge of Georgia as one of the meanest guys I ever knew, but adding, well, guess what? At least there was some civility. We got things done. And recalling Senator James Eastland of Mississippi, Biden said he never called me boy. He always called called me son. Biden's 2020 rival, Senator Cory Booker, demanding an apology. Uh, that somebody running for president of the United States, somebody running to be the leader of our party, should know that using the word boy in the way he did uh, can cause hurt and pain. Vice President Biden shouldn't need this lesson. To coddle the reputations of oh, segregationists, <laughs> of people who, if they had their way, I would literally not be standing here as a member of the United States Senate. Oh is i think um it's just hold it g anybody recognize her no i've seen her someplace you know what she kind of rings a bell she kind of reminds me of something i don't know she's the anchor in the morning show on cnn okay go ahead oh yeah I think the two-party system, although my Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this, I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black in the South. Um, And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. There's ever a senator. Okay, now hold it. This is Joe Biden eulogizing Robert Byrd, who was the Grand Kleagle of the KKK. 
in West Virginia, which means they didn't have a chapter of it. He's the one who actually started and recruited for it. That's why he was the whatever Grand Cleagle of it. Exalted. Yes, I thought he was a cyclops. Whatever. So it exalted is. cyclops. Go ahead. Right. Reflected his state. It was Robert C. Byrd. Oh. He was fiercely devoted, as you've all heard, to his principles. To a white sheet. <laughs> Even once he became power, he always spoke truth to power. Mm. Standing up for the people he proudly was part of. And you've heard crackers. it many times a day, <laughs> but it bears repeating it again in defense of the Constitution he revered. I always wore a flag pin. But I was afraid he'd be looking down today because every time I'd wear the flag pin on the floor, he would grab me, take my pin, and put on a Constitution pin. That's the pin I'm wearing. So, boss, I'm wearing the pin. Boss. Praising and coddling oh, who's that? individuals who made it their life work and built principles. their reputation off of segregation of the races. In the United States, Isn't she that's a problem. We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. Oh, and Haiti wow. just Whoa. quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet. It wouldn't matter a whole but lot. Is it because blacks are involved in Haiti? I mean, you got the first sort of nice guy. mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. I was actually Oof. very, it was hurtful. Oh, who's that? To hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. Mm. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. Mm. And that little girl was me. Oh. Oh. oh, there's Joe Biden. There's half of it. I got another half to give you. Nice guy, isn't he? Wow. This is this is why this whole argument is. A, did Chris Wallace know any of this is out there? Where, where was the questions to Joe Biden? You try to sandbag the president with the same question he asked him in 2016, and I've got clips that we'll get to the rest of the night of him disavowing all kinds of this. We're not done yet. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Social media, stay with us. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Dish Network 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. Paul's here with news. Rick Delgado's here. 
Time for sports. Rick Amorati's here looking good. What's up, pal? Hey, Big D. Well, I want to go quick because I know you have a lot to talk about tonight. But uh, with sports, let's go to Major League Baseball. Wild card round goes very quick. It's the best uh, of three series. So Yankees last night came back to beat the Cleveland Indians 10-9 to to move on. They're going to face the Tampa Rays, who won 8-2 to over the Blue Jays and took that series two games to none. That's going to be a big battle. ALDS, American League Division Series, game one on Monday at 5 p.m. People yeah, are looking forward Ray, to that. Rays are the best team in the AL, so the Yankees are going to have their work cut out. And with their closer, so do you just appreciate the great Mariano when you see the closer giving up two, three runs a night in the eighth and ninth inning. Uh, he's fabulous. And speaking of uh, number one teams, the Dodgers in the National League, the number one team, they took uh, care of the Brewers last night, 4-2. to two. They're looking to close that game out tonight and uh, move on with the series. The Cardinals right now, they're hanging tough. They're beating the Padres 4-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth inning. So uh, Major League Baseball moving along. Cincinnati Reds lost to get today. Uh, they got swept by the Braves, 5 nothing. Braves move on, um, and they're awaiting the winner of the uh, Cubs and Marlins. Yeah, your team can't score any damn runs. They set a, they set a Major League Baseball record. They Try, they uh, beat the 1921 New York baseball giants uh, for most consecutive uh, innings without a, without a run. Congratulations. 20, 20, yeah, congratulations. Good job. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah. Moving along. NFL football. Thursday night football. New York Jets. Denver Broncos. Battle who, of the. Uh, who cares? Non winners. Okay. Anyway, Losers. 7 to 3. Sam Donald ran Get in. Get out. So as soon that's as what's going NFL, on. NFL, the. the we just went to 13 viewers. Get out. <laughs> All right, Paul. I know you always have my back. All right. 2021 Sanderson Farm Championship scores. We're going to go to the PGA. A lot of our, friend, a lot of our followers like the PGA. We got, we got a, a tournament. Country Club of Jackson. Jackson, Mississippi. Paw 72. We got a four-way tie. Charlie Hoffman, Jimmy Walker, not from the 70s comedy, good times, and Kevin Chappelle and uh, Sebastian Munoz all tied. They shot a 64-8 under today. That's round one. NBA Finals, LA Lakers, everybody's favorite. They won 116-98 to over Miami, took a 1-0 lead. Anthony Davis had 34 points on yeah. nine rebounds. And, and nobody knows about it because no one watches. The lowest yeah. rating ever. This is going to be LeBron's legacy, by the way. It's not going to be the rings. It's not going to be being compared to Jordan. It's going to be driving the damn audience away. There's no one left to watch his dumb ass. Yeah, it's incredible. I sound uh, angry tonight, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you do. I do. That, that's why I'm, I'm moving real quick. Um, <laughs> and here's here's another story, political story. I'm going to tie in a little bit. So American cyclist Quinn Simmons was suspended by team after making pro-Trump comments on social media. Listen that to bastard. this one. Yeah. So Quinn Simmons was suspended by Trek Segafredo on Wednesday after making what his team referred to as incendiary controversial comments on social media regarding President Donald Trump during a conversation with a Dutch journalist. The journalist, Jose Bean, wrote on Twitter in reference to Trump that she hopes for the sake of her American friends, the, quote, horrible presidency ends for you, and added that, quote, if you allow, if you follow me and support Trump, you can go. There is a zero excuse to follow or vote for the vile, horrible man. So Simmons took to Twitter because he didn't care for that comment. I don't blame him. Simmons replied to Bean's tweet, bye in quotations, with an emoji of a dark-skinned hand waving. Another Twitter user tweeted at Bean and referencing Simmons, quote, apparently a Trumper, is what they said, and to which the cyclist responded, that's right, along with an emoji of the American flag. So the guy got suspended from the U.S. cyclist team for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Talk about being mad. Yeah. Yeah, and this guy's a world champion at yep. 18. Incredible. Oh, so. Ridiculous. Oh, you got to be kidding me. This is disgusting. Yep. You and they don't know how long he's going to be suspended for, Paul. They haven't even put a cap on how long well, it's, it's going to be. Well, it's probably going to be for life. There's a good, there's really probably a good chance they'll, you know, behead him at the guillotine. 
And you know what's you know what's insane about well, this? I too? I don't know if they're going to behead him at the guillotine, <laughs> guillotine. Paul. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you talking about? This is the this is a revolution right here. I mean, this is crazy. No, no nationalist, right. no populist can ever you know be in charge. Well, yep. I, I was just going to add, uh, being an avid cyclist myself and, and have raced and stuff. Um, guess what? We're the ones that buy your stupid bikes, Trek. And it was the top one on my list. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Okay. I'll, go, I'll, I'll stay with specialized, and if they have a problem and they don't support the country and the president, I'll move on to somebody else. Yeah. We don't need it. And from there, we'll go to um, 3D print Schwinn. the bike. Yeah. Cannondale. Schwinn, is that a Cannondale's good one? an American-made. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a huffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Big D, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Hey, Mr. Nolan, we went up of 300 people watching the I show right you, now, Rick. so there You're you go. Man, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. That's a wrap in sports <laughs> for the first segment. I love Go you. get them. I love you, Rick. All right, let's do I some more news. Too. I don't have time to get to the Biden history part two, which I'll get to at the top of the hour. And then I'll give you a bunch of other stuff. We'll get to John Roberts. We'll get to Trump disavowing white nationalists. By the way, put up that picture, G. I know I'm going to get to it later. Picture two. I wonder if Chris Wallace wanted to address this. Oh, my God. Well, look at what we have here. Probably the, the best known, if that's something we can even call him, white supremacist Richard Spencer endorses Joe Biden. This is like August 24th. I just wonder why did this, this didn't come up. Does Chris Wallace not know this? Does John Roberts not know this? Does any of the media that have Joe Biden in front of them not know this? I've seen no questions to Joe Biden about this. Where's Joe Biden been asked about Richard Spencer and endorsing his campaign? Has he been asked to disavow him in front of the media? I don't recall. Holy cow. Wow. Holy cow. This is just I mean, the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> All right, let's do some more news here with Mr. Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, this is a story that you would imagine would get some uh, airplay. Um, a Marine F-35B aircraft crashed near a naval facility in El Centro, California, following a mid-air collision, uh, officials said on Tuesday. It, I mean, it's unbelievable because this has been – we've seen a series of, of – fighter planes going down um it was reported that an f-35b made contact with a kc-130j during an air to air refueling evolution resulting in the crash of the f-35 the pilot of f-35b successfully ejected uh, and he's being treated um the pilot's identity was not revealed, but the nature of the pilot's injuries are also not clear. The KJ, uh, the KC-130 refueling tanker landed near the field, but um, this has been a lot of this. Uh, we've seen some, um, quite a bit of these aircrafts going down. So I, this is the stuff that I find. It's a hundred and one million dollar jet, crazy, just crazy. So I'm glad. I'm glad no one got hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank God the guy had. Ejected. That's good. I thought when you first told the story, the poor guy died. Thank God. Yeah, thank wow. God. Thank God. Indeed. All right, what else? Um, I guess some quick hitters here. Uh, What's the Hunter Biden story you said from our friends, our partners uh, at Just the News? That, that's a big deal, isn't it? Well, I was going to save that for the top of the episode. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Let's see the little tease of it here. Well, I mean, 22 days before Obama had left office, the U.S. ambassador for Kiev wrote top officials in Washington that she feared Burisma Holdings had made a second bribe to the um and the ukrainian officials rushed the effort uh to get the corruption probe against hunter biden's natural gas employer closed before trump took office i mean it's I mean, unbelievable. This is unbelievable this is a monstrosity by john solomon and this is i i wonder if i tried to get mr solomon on the show tonight but i wonder if this is um remember i played the video from him a couple nights ago and he said the next declassification could 
Um, Rick, do you remember what he said? He said the next declassification could be – now, I don't know if he was talking about this or if he was talking about the, uh, the, the Lindsey Graham surprise. thing that we went through yesterday with Clinton uh, basically – well, I'll have it right here. I'll read it. Yeah. Pre- presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had approved a campaign plan, a campaign plan to stir up a scandal against U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump. You know, when you think about this, you think about the Hunter Biden story in Justin News. You think about Comey yesterday, who I, is is, is going to be um, one of the crazy towns tonight because that's that is literally crazy town. Yeah, guy works for the FBI. Doesn't know a damn thing. <laughs> doesn't know can't remember this is a guy who told us when he went to trump tower the first time that he has his little sticky notes that he writes all his things down about everything that happens he's got his sticky notes all over his refrigerator yet the guy can't know he doesn't know where the hell he is or what he knows this guy's in charge of the fbi that's great colonel clink all right a lot more on joe biden in hour two a lot more from Studio 6B, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240 on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Comcast in Chicago, 113. Glad you're in as well. If you're on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, make sure you like, share the show. Um, so we're, we're, we're on takedown Joe Biden mission tonight because, quite frankly, I'm sick of everything I'm seeing. The president, with these questions he gets asked, uh, we, we, we get, we get to believe that Joe Biden's some sympathetic figure. Like he's the old, oh, the old guy in the room, leave grandpa alone. No, he's a nasty old man. And he always has been. And as I've proven to you tonight, and he's a racist and a bigot on top of it, which I've also shown you. And I will continue to show you here. 49 G. Um, so this clip will just continue Joe Biden's history. And then at the end, I'll give you a little bit about what this president has done. John Roberts and Chris Wallace, please pay attention if you're watching the show tonight, if you're not on the air over there. Uh, 49G, roll it. I like the idea they keep in jail longer. I'm the guy that wrote the bill requiring federal judges to keep people in jail 100% of the time for which they're sentenced. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. Now, just so I hold it, I want you to just keep in mind as he's going through this, all of this and all these crime bills of his, just, he doesn't say it, but you know at the time here, just think about where the crime was, who he's really talking about here, okay? Just it would, as he's talking, just keep that in mind. Roll it. What made them do this? Them. They must be taken off the street. Increase the penalties. Increase them. I would put the son of a gun in jail. Put them to death. From the crack epidemic of the 80s to the crime wave of the 90s to the post 9-11 war on terror, throughout his career, Biden has represented the Democratic Party consensus, shifting his views to fit whatever best serves his own political career. Over his 44 years in the Senate and then as vice president, 
Biden was a leading architect of today's criminal justice system, which contributed to mass incarceration and the police misconduct that protesters are fighting back against today. Biden crime bill, the Biden crime bill, the Biden crime bill. Hell, we've had crime bills coming out our ears. Every major crime bill since 1976, every minor crime bill has had the name of the Democratic senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden. You got a gun? You commit a felony? Ten years. We already have it. Five years. Minimum mandatory. Judge can't say, you know, you had it in your pocket, you never intended to use it, we're only going to give you one year. Judge has to say five years. Well, he wants to make it 10 or 20 or 60. I, we can work that out. He wanted to remove judicial discretion for those who, quote, don't meet the middle class criteria of susceptibility to rehabilitation. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Oh. They literally have not been socialized. They are oh, in Jesus. jail. <laughs> Help us all. This guy's away animal. from my mother. Your husband, our families. The Biden Thurman Violent Crime Control Act of 1991 would have increased the maximum sentence for 44 crimes to include the death penalty. A wag in the newspaper recently wrote, Biden has made it a death penalty offense for everything but jaywalking. I'm gonna make it for 46 crimes. Biden says make it for 51. We're gonna get tough. Then he presented the final version of the legislation. 60 new death penalties, brand new, 60. There are 70 additional enhancements of penalties, i.e. you go to jail longer. After his disastrous 1987 presidential campaign, Biden had staged his political comeback, in part by becoming a media darling on issues of policing and crime. And he led the fight to pass the landmark 1994 crime bill under Bill Clinton. When I wrote the original bill that started this whole process, the so-called Biden crime bill, I didn't call a liberal confab and write it. I didn't call any big society people and write it. I called the cops. A Democratic president wants 100,000 cops. A Democratic president wants to build 125,000 new prison cells. That's the secret. That somehow the Republicans tried to make the crime bill tougher. I say, poppycock, they didn't make anything tougher. Found out that this midnight basketball isn't getting them together a bunch of jive folks living in their city to do, uh, you oh, know, try to see ooh. if they can be Michael Jordan. Oh my God. Oh, there you uh, go. They found out they were keeping schools open. So nice gangs guy, off streets oh, instead of out POS. raping my mother, marauding me. Oh man. Robbing the local store. They're in a gymnasium and my daughter will be safer. My wife will be safer. Oh, good heavens. My mother will be safer and I will be safer and I will be happy. When Biden ran for president in 2008, he told the New York Times that he knew more people would be locked up across the board. You ashamed of that bill? Not at all. Um, and in fact, I drafted the bill. We had enormous success. The mass incarceration created by Biden's lock em up policies ripped apart vulnerable communities and families for a generation, and the federal funding streams and law enforcement infrastructure it created continue to hinder reform efforts. I'll do my job and I will take responsibility. You ashamed of that, Bill? Not at all.
full-scale information war. Two months ago, I was in a, in a prison cell, and I'm in the White House. That's, that's, that's continue to make America great again. That's a beautiful thing right there. Beautiful. So, uh, what a racist. Yeah. So there you go. So there's a little Joe Biden history for you, a little walk down memory lane. I don't want to hear about Joe Biden anymore, and I don't want to hear this nonsense that somehow the president should be getting these questions. And I got time here. You know, you know what we got to do? I, I think just if you isolate that portion where he talks about Michael Jordan, and, because that, there you go. He's making it racial right there. Before that, he, he wasn't saying it. It was implied. There he actually puts a face to it. He puts a skin color to it. He does it, and, and it's right there for everybody to see. And I think if more people see this, they're going to understand what kind of person he really <sighs> is. And who knows? All right, let's go to 47, G. I know I'm hogging up the show here. But no, no, this is I want to get through stuff. this. 47, let's get to the president and what, what he's been dealing with this for the last couple of days here. And really, he's been dealing with for years. But the media won't tell you this. So let's hear this. Uh, 47, roll it. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. It has no place in America. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. But I've rejected. How many times do I have to reject? I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. From the time I'm five years old, I rejected them. And one of the questions, that question was asked, and I rejected it there. That news conference was like a day before. You so said I, I, I said to myself, how many times do I have to reject or disavow? Let me ask you this question. What about the, David Duke is saying to his supporters and followers, vote for Donald Trump. White supremacists are saying, vote. do you want those votes? No, I don't want them, and I don't want him to say it. I can't help if he says it, if he says it, but I don't want it, and I don't, I, if he says it, John. If he says it, he says it, okay? Do I want it? No. And do you I want, want the support? No, I don't want anything. I, what do you how think many of white times? supremacists, by the way? I don't like any group of hate. What kind of... And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Oh. Okay, so, I mean, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's a start, right? I mean, I don't know if anyone's paying attention. If anyone wants to maybe show John Roberts those clips or Chris Wallace or any of the other media that's telling us, no, he's never disavowed. Well, there's three or, three or four things right there. Let's go to 451, G. Here's the debate in, in 2016 with guess who? Oh, Chris Wallace. Roll that. I totally disavow. Oh. 
the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I've been doing it now for two weeks. This is, you're probably about the 18th person that's asked me the question. It was very clear. That question was also talked about in the form of groups, groups. I want to know which groups are you talking about? You have to tell me which groups. Ultimately, he got to the Ku Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. And by the way, if you look on my Twitter account, almost immediately after the program, they were disavowed again. You know, it's amazing. When I do something on Twitter, everybody picks it up, goes all over the place. But when I did this one, nobody ever picks it up. Take a look at my Twitter account. Jeez. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you. Thanks. Sender- <laughs> thank you, sir. So why did he ask it again? Well, did, did, is he, does he have Joe Bidenism? Chris Wallace, he doesn't remember that he did that in 2016? Unbelievable. What a great the job. The exact same question. Yeah. He's trying to sandbag him. And what's amazing there is that, is that Trump just pointed out exactly why he, he tweets so much is because whatever he does tell the media, they're not going to report it anyway. So he's got to get it out there. Here's John Roberts today in the White House. Oh, this Roll this. Great. And this is his response. This is enough uh, 45, G. I'm sorry. 45. Great. Uh, Kelly, if I could start off. Um, now think about like everything I just played you. Definitive and declarative statement without ambiguity or deflection. As the person who speaks for the president, does the president denounce white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms? This has been answered yesterday by the president himself, the day before by the president himself on the debate stage. The president was asked this. He said, sure, three times. Yesterday, he was point blank blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can by go back wife, and read for you um, in August 2019. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. He has condemned white supremacy more than any president in modern history. Just to clear it up this morning, can you make a declarative statement that that the president denounces it? I just did. Uh, The president has denounced this repeatedly. The president was asked this. You're you're contriving a storyline and a narrative. He said, I just did. I read you all of the quotes. And if you need to see them in writing, I will put them in an email. Hold on. So, Kaylee, can you right now denounce white supremacy and the group that is found? The president has denounced white supremacy, the KKK, and hate groups in all forms. He signed a resolution to that effect. Uh, The president just last week, perhaps you all weren't covering it, but just last week expressed his desire to see the KKK prosecuted as domestic terrorists. This president uh, had advocated for the death penalty for a white supremacist, the first federal execution in 17 years. His record on this is unmistakable, and it's shameful that the media refuses to cover it. For all of you on Twitter who were hammering me for answering that, for asking that question, I don't care. Because it's a question that needs to be asked, and clearly the president's Republican uh, get colleagues. Get out of here! Get this off the screen. POS. Can you be clear? Oh, I know, John. Can you be clear? I only played 19 minutes of clips. We're back. Pastor Daryl Scott's going to join us when we get back. The American people, when they turn on the news. They want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. 
People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're going to be there. We're going to be fair. We're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. Uh, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night, 17 past the hour. Glad you're in. Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Uh, Paul's hoping to do more news if I would shut up. <laughs> I'm enjoying the show. And, I got a great seat. Uh, I believe I believe uh, uh, the phrase is, oh, j- just shut up already, man. Rick Delgado's here. Uh, Rick Emirati's going to have more sports. But being uh, nice enough to join us tonight is uh, Pastor Daryl Scott. Of course, he's the author of the brand new book, Nothing to Lose, which he was on the show the day that I believe it came out. But he's been nice enough to join us again. Pastor Scott, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm so used to hearing my wife tell me to shut up. You know, that I'm glad you guys are telling each other to shut up. I hear that all the time. Well, no, we, we don't want you to shut up. We want you to talk. So that's why we're, we're happy to have you on. Well, you know, I've spent most of the show. I know you haven't, uh, you're not sitting here watching it, but I know you've been busy tonight. But we've spent most of the show going through a lot of this history of Joe Biden, because I'm just sick of hearing about how he's such a, a sympathetic figure and it's Joe being Joe and, oh, the president uh, at the debate was, uh, you know, he was, what is he supposed to do? Be Paul Ryan in 2012? Joe Biden is a nasty old man who has always been that way. And um, so I guess let's start here. Give me your thoughts on what happened Tuesday night. But first, going into the debate, you know, my friend and I, my business partner and I were talking earlier today about how America has given Joe Biden, the media has given Joe Biden this pass, like going into a, well, you know, Joe is going to make some gaffes. Okay, well, since when are gaffes allowable for presidential candidates? Yeah. Like, okay, Joe, if he doesn't make 10 gaffes, then it's just Joe. But if Trump makes one gaffe. It's a, it's a national crisis, and, you know, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of Joe. Joe's a nasty. You know what Joe is? Joe's a old fart. That's what Joe is. <laughs> and, 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 and there's a difference between an old man and an old fart. Joe's a fart. I want to go on record as saying Joe is a fart. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's just an old fart, man. And get that old fart out of here. I'm sick of Joe. I'm tired of Joe. He's not some nice, sympathetic, old, uh, old nice old grandpa. He's an old, nasty fart. Yeah. And you know what? He revealed his true colors when he said, ah, oh, shut up, man, to the president. And then he called him a clown. If the president had told Joe Biden to shut up, and if he'd have called Joe Biden a clown, oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine the outrage. Or if Mitt Romney had done it in 2012 to President Obama, we'd still be seeing front page headlines about it. If, if, if I'd have been up there and Joe had told me to shut up and call me a clown, you'd be seeing front page outrage, <laughs> outrage about it. And you'd be probably seeing somebody getting bailed out of jail. Yeah. I'd have went over there knock Joe, I'd have knocked Joe off that stage. He said this stuff to me. And I'm a pastor. So imagine the temperament that Donald Trump must have. Trump is, is a guy. He's a boss. He's a CEO. He's not used to anybody on any level telling him to shut up or calling him a clown. To me, he showed remarkable restraint. Yeah, he never. That's called, what I think. He never called him Sleepy Joe. He never was in a disrespectful in the way that Joe was to him. He never. He never yeah. uh, resorted to name calling or, or of any kind. Um, so let me. I guess. I guess the one thing I did come away with this is, and this is just my opinion. I did think the president 
left a couple opportunities on the table to kind of let the conversation breathe a little bit. He turned to Joe and said, name one law enforcement agency that's, you know, that's endorsed you. And then he, he kind of still kind of went at him where Joe was kind of boxed in, where if you had just kind of given him Joe that space there, Joe would have done what he always does, which is try to fill space with words and say something ridiculous and stupid. But I felt like the president left a couple moments like that where maybe he could have just laid back and let Joe stumble. Did you feel that at all or no? Well, in in a way, but in a way I didn't because you know, when you're in that moment, it's like, you know, when you're watching a sporting event, you'll say, well, well, that receiver over there was open. He should have thrown it to him or this over here, should have did that. It's easy to say that when you're watching from the outside in, but when you're in that moment, it's, it's an entirely different mindset and scenario. And you know what else? People say that he was interrupting Joe. I don't think it was as much an interruption as it was a challenge. Joe was asked pointed questions and Joe was sitting there just spouting lies. The president was challenging Joe because Chris Wallace refused to challenge him on things that needed to be challenged. And I'll give you an example. Even when they asked Joe, did he align himself with the Black Lives Matter organization, which is a black supremacist organization? I'm not talking about the slogan, the principle, the precept of yes, Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about the organization itself. Joe didn't answer the question at all. Joe didn't even acknowledge the question. When Joe, was, uh, when Joe said that Antifa was simply an idea, Chris Wallace didn't challenge that. And so the president felt that because they weren't doing their job, he had to do it. So, you know, um, everyone says that he should have stopped. But when he did try to show restraint, when he did try to let Joe talk, so many lies were coming, unchallenged lies were coming out of Joe's mouth that he felt that he had to challenge it. Yeah. Um... So I got a couple of minutes left here and I haven't spoken to you since the president, you know, this is why this whole argument about him and white supremacy and this, if he disavows it, which he has about a hundred times in the last 10 years. And I've played a lot of the clips tonight, but um, you know, the president I believe has moved to make lynching a, a hate crime, which a lot of people yeah. have called for. And Rand Paul has been the one to stand in the way the president's done that. We know the connections and the, and the inroads he's making in the African-American community and he released his platinum plan, which I have here the graphic, if you can see it up, but I haven't spoken to you since he gave that speech. Give me your thoughts on this. Oh, that platinum plan is amazing. I had a chance to work with them one that we've been working on it for over a year. It would have possibly been unveiled earlier had it not been for the pandemic and we had to put it on pause for a while. But you know, I had a conversation with someone earlier about reparations in, for the black community. And I said, this platinum plan has so many facets and components in it that it can serve as a, as a template for reparations itself. There's access to capital uh, and so many other things that are in there that will be very beneficial for the black community. And as far as this white supremacist crap is concerned, I'm sick of hearing about this stuff. I'm sick of hearing about white privilege. I'm sick of hearing about uh, uh, white supremacy. I wish they would ask Joe about black supremacy and see what he would say. He probably agreed with it or something now because of the times that we're in. He's flip-flop Joe. He'll talk about, he'll flip-flop his position on anything. You see what he did about the Green New Deal? This guy is saying he didn't endorse the Green New Deal and it's up on his website that he does. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, it's it, crazy, it, it, man. The president, the president fought. You know what it was? It was like a tag team match. It's the president and Joe Biden and Chris Wallace were tag team partners. And you know what happened? He choke slammed both of them. Yeah. Well, he may have to do it again in the next one because we find out today that this um, Steve Scully, who, you know, I actually heard people say, well, you know, he could be the best or the most, um, 
he could be the best of the three. Obviously, Kristen Welker from NBC is going to do the third one. I'm not going to hold out much hope that she's going to uh, do a great job. But now we find out today that Steve Scully used to intern for Joe Biden. So what is going on with the RNC with doing their homework on, uh, you know, kind of saying yes to all these debates and yes to the moderators and who they are? Should they be making more of a stink about these moderators before they just agree to all this stuff? You know, the one bone I have to pick with the RNC is that we concede too much. Yeah. We're always the party of concession. We're always the party of, can we just get along? Let me tell you something about those Democrats. They don't bend and they don't break. Yeah. And they stand behind their people and they never disagree with them in public. And I wish the RNC would adopt more of President Trump's character. And that's what frustrates him so much. His temperament, his demeanor, because he doesn't bend and he doesn't break and he doesn't lay down and he doesn't roll over and play dead but the rnc in a number of cases we do that we're so interested in getting along and getting along that we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of we've got the incumbent we have the president there is no debate without trump there is a debate without biden but there's no debate without trump we have the cards we have the trump cards in our hand and we need to exercise the privilege that we have and we need to stick to our guns yeah i wouldn't give in to them i wouldn't fold Absolutely. Well, I hope your book's doing great. We love having you on this show. Hope to have you on more. And thank you very much for giving us a few moments. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I love this show. I'm glad to be on. And bring me back more often. <laughs> Absolutely. Pastor Daryl Scott. And hey, shut up. Yeah, shut up, shut up. <laughs> you Pastor Daryl Scott. Back. Live from Studio 6B. <laughs> We're back right after this. <laughs> B Real America's Voice on a Thursday night, 30 minutes past the hour. Glad you're in. Paul's going to do some news here in a second. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emirati's going to have more sports coming up. Uh, Pastor Daryl Scott just joined us. Man, he is great and funny, which I love. Uh, but let's do some news here with Paul Nolan. Uh, so let's get into this Hunter Biden from our partners at Just the News today. Uh, get, let's talk about this story. So, you know, it says 22 days before President Obama left office, the U.S. ambassador to Kiev wrote top officials in Washington that she feared Burisma Holdings had made a second bribe to Ukrainian officials in a rushed effort to get the corruption probe against Hunter Biden's natural natural gas employer closed before Trump took office. Yeah. Now, if you remember, we the 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 first transactions, remember, were flagged. Mm-hmm. by the uh, Treasury Department. Right. And of course, who the Treasury Department's been on everyone's radar because they were on the list of uh, unmasking as well, if you remember. And we kept saying, what, what's what's the Treasury Department? But this is, their, this is the part of the Treasury Department that flags certain things that send up red flags that say, wait a minute, this could be suspicious here. Yep. So that's, that's 
So this is an extension of that story. Yeah, and then it says it says uh, the ambassador Maria Yovanovitch's concerns were first raised at Ukraine's news story about Russian-backed fugitive lawmaker in Ukraine who alleged Burisma had dumped low-priced natural gas into the market for officials near Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko to buy low, sell high, making the bribe describe uh, you know disguised as profit. Well. I guess, isn't that money laundering? So, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy what's going on here. I mean, there's a lot of money changed hands here. Back in February 2015, then-embassy official George Kent reported U.S. Justice Department evidence that Burisma had made a $7 million cash bribe to Ukrainian prosecutors before those prosecutors killed a separate corruption probe in the United Kingdom by failing to produce the required evidence. I mean, this story is incredible. The second alleged bribe in 2016 brought the attention of Yovanovitch and Kent when a top aide to the ambassador shortly after Christmas holiday when the story appeared in the Ukrainian press. I mean, lots of accusations, lots of innuendo, mentions Biden's son, uh, Kwasniewski, uh, are on the board of the Burisma, and, which allegedly the subsidiary dump natural gas recently as a way of pay bribes to P2 inner circles. This is pretty... Uh, this is Harry stuff. And by the way, all of this, again, just to go back to Chris Wallace, when the president was hammering him about Hunter Biden, what did Joe Biden keep saying? None of that's true. None it's of that. You think debunked. Chris Wallace the word yeah. debunked. Debunked in conspiracy theory are the two worst things that ever happened to the it, this, I guess you call it, uh, media mind sorcery that's got people so brainwashed to believe anything on the truth machine. The TV lies to you. They propag- They made propaganda freaking legal in, two- in late 2015, uh, like January of 2016. It's but crazy. on the most on the most basic level, if you're moderating a debate and one guy accuses the other guy and says, "Well, your son took three and a half billion, blah 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 blah, hits him, hits him, hits him," and the other guy the whole time's going, "That's not true. That's totally not true." You think Chris Wallace would say, "Well, well, sir, you're saying it's not true." Uh, I have a report here that came out that was declassified that says that the uh, Federal Reserve had flagged these transactions. What do you have to say about that? That's being fair. Ask the president questions about it. You know, and that's the number. Ask Joe Biden questions about it. It's all out in the public. (laughs) I mean, if we're reporting on it, then Chris Wallace has to know it's there. He can't say to him, well, sir, what do you mean it's debunked? I mean, we clearly have... uh, the yeah, he doesn't there, want to do it. There's, the a, there's rule a money of the debate trail. is when someone brings up a topic, that topic is now fully open to be discussed. Once a topic is open, you got to press that topic. That's right. the primary rule of a debate besides law, you know, keeping the order. Right, but he can't keep order because he's, well, I have to move on to that. Let's move on. Every time Biden is even merely confronted or about to bury himself because he's blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, we'll move on to the next one. Right. And the thing is, the, the problem with the, this whole Hunter Biden thing is there is a money trail. He he could say it's debunked, but it doesn't matter because the facts point out that there's a you know there's a money there's a money trail. They they see the three hundred the uh, three and a half million dollar uh, wire transfer. You you can't debunk a wire transfer. It's it's right there. They have it. And that's and that's the issue, and that's where Chris Wallace really failed because that was a huge story. He would have known about that. Trump brought it up, and he just he just covered for him. And maybe it has to do with what the pictures we saw today come out with Chris Wallace stepping onto a, a boat with Jeffrey Epstein. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Let's well, 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 hold on. We got to address that because yeah. there's been thirty or forty comments on both the America's Voice page and our page about 
that photo. Has anybody verified that as being legit, that Chris Wallace was actually on the boat with um, Epstein? Because I got that photo sent to me like 20 times. And I've seen a couple different photos. I have not seen anybody report on it, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Exactly. Exactly. all right, so we'll we'll let the audience follow up on that. See if any of them have found any reporting on it that yeah, it's I, true. Yeah, I couldn't that find it's an actual picture. Yeah, I couldn't find anything that verified it. You know, I went to all the mainstream media sources. Well, that's probably not <laughs> good luck. Really? Right, let's get to another crazy town here before I get fired up on Biden again. Let's lighten the mood because Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago had a very very important um, press conference today, oh, and good. I want you to see oh, see yeah. how she handled it because she's really coming around. I think uh, she's got it all together. Let's roll that, G. Oh my God! It's the hamburger. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is how uh, press the press conference started today. Not doctored. That's her. Holy moly! Yeah, oh, you can't eat that. Yeah. She's wearing a sandwich board. Rona the destroyer. Yep. There's the mayor. Come on. That's like the governor of Arizona. Remember the governor of Arizona who came out and addressed uh, some mysterious lights over Phoenix? And right, hold on. Hold on. We got to start the uh, meeting. Oh. This is the mayor of uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. There we go. <laughs> Good God. Oh, no. I can't imagine why Chicago's having problems. She looks like she's ready to scrub a toilet. (laughs) I can't. Oh, God. Here we go. Let's see here. So guess what we're here to talk about today? Communism. Trick or treat. The new world order. (laughs) Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. She's better looking. She's actually better looking with that mask on. Oh, the, the the only thing missing from from that entire scenario is if the set was completely tilted like the old Batman TV show. <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh god. All right. Well, keeping the la- keeping it a little lighter here and laughing. Here's Joe Biden today. That's great, Rick. So Joe Biden's in Pittsburgh, and he gives a re- uh, gives a local reporter. Some questions. And uh, so the first topic up is Amy Coney Barrett and the Supreme Court. And I just want you to listen to this. I, I want you to listen to this first, and then we'll actually go to the uh, the actual Constitution and read it. Uh, this is 40G. This is how we started. Let's roll that. If you're president, would you seek to increase the number of U.S. Supreme Court nominees? Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly what they want me to talk about, so we don't talk about how they're violating the Constitution now. I'm not going to play Trump's game. Right now, my fo- entire focus is seeing to it that the American people get a chance, the election's already started, to have their say in who the next Supreme Court Justice is. And uh, that's what I'm focused on. How are they violating the Constitution now? The Constitution says that the American people, I taught constitutional law for over 20 years, says the American people get an opportunity to choose who they want in the Supreme Court by who they pick as their senator and their president. 
It's always appropriate for a president and senator to okay, be stop. the Senate. <laughs> stop it right there. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> the constant, <laughs> rewind it, G. Rewind it. He taught constitutional law for 20 years. Did he, he really ta- teach he? constitutional no. law for 20 years? Stop. Okay, now pay attention. He's going to tell you what the Constitution says. Go ahead. That's what I'm focused on. How are they violating the Constitution <laughs> now? The Constitution says that the American people have taught constitutional law for over 20 years. It says the American people it. get an opportunity to choose who they want in the Supreme Court by who they pick as their senator and their president. It's always Stop. appropriate for... A- Article 2, Section 2. The president shall be commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and the militia of the several states when called into the actual service of the United States. He may require the opinion in writing of the principal officer in each of the executive departments upon any subject relating to the duties of their respective offices, and he shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons or offenses against the United States except in cases of impeachment. He shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties provided two-thirds of the senators present concur and he shall nominate he shall nominate and by and with advice and consent of the senate shall appoint ambassadors other public ministers and consuls judges to the supreme court and all other officers of the united states whose appointments are not herein otherwise provided for there is nowhere that says <laughs> whatever the hell he just made up. Do you have his subtitles? <laughs> Did, didn't he, there didn't is he no say, cliff notes. Wait, didn't he say it was part, like for 20 years it's been in there now? There's no Did, constitution for dummies. No, he's been teaching lays, constitutional law for 20 years. He didn't like He didn't like flip it over to the back of the constitution and kind of write it in? <laughs> just one Maybe more that's time. What yeah, he did. Let's play his. Uh... Let's just go back one more time, Gene, here, what the constitution actually says, according to Joe Biden. Go ahead. The next Supreme Court justice is. One more, a little, and, little uh, that's gotta go I'm back. How are they violating the oh. Constitution now? The Constitution says that the American people have taught constitutional law for over 20 years. I'm gonna says look for it here. The American people get an opportunity to choose who they want in the Supreme Court by who they pick as their senator and their president. It's always appropriate for a president and senator to make the Senate to make a judgment, except once an election is started. People have already voted. They should wait to see the outcome of the election. And if the president's reelected, he should have his nominee heard. If he's not, I should get to pick that nominee. If the shoe was on the other foot, the president said during the debate that the Democrats... Simply not true. Absolutely not true. Remember what the Republicans said. The Republicans stopped our nominee nine months out in an election year, saying there should be no votes in election year. That was never our position. He said there should be, except when the voting has started. Now, was his head shrinking during that, or was that mask too big? Now, the the girl who you know was doing an okay job should have said, "Well, well, um, Vice President, former Vice President Biden, Merrick Garland was put up when there was a Democratic president, but the Senate was controlled by the opposition party." So in this situation, that's not the case. That's the difference. You're comparing apples and grapefruits. So, and by the way, whatever the hell definition you just said that's in the Constitution, <laughs> there's not a word of that in there. The word election does not even show up. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> the well, Constitution. Hey, Damon. Damon, he did teach constitutional <laughs> yeah. law. Yeah, the yeah. qualifier for, is for the best. For 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, since so we had the quack quack for Fauci, can we have a fart noise for when he speaks? <laughs> I, I think he taught people how to spell constitutional law for 20 years, and that's where it ended. Capital C. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the Constitution says the, uh, the the people get to pick by who they elect. Oh, that's stuff. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Glad you've been in. Pastor Daryl Scott joined us. We spent a lot of the show on Joe Biden. What a nasty old man he he has been and would continues to be and will continue to be in the debate a week from Thursday. And I'll tell you, I don't know. People are downplaying the vice presidential debate, but I, I'm not. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. Because that will not be a, a food fight. That'll be a chance. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I can't see how he doesn't eat her lunch yeah. in this debate. He should, he's, should overmatch her so badly it should be just painful to watch. But who's, who knows? We'll see. Well, the moderator is going to be Kamala Harris's husband, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Probably. Yeah. I got, All right, let's, I got uh, a good story here. I, I got to get right, to this. Yeah, do quick, it. Then we'll do sports. All right. Can I just get this in there? Go ahead. It's, hit it, it's so good. U.S. Marshal, uh, marshals rescue 11 endangered or missing children in New Orleans uh, in that operation that we've been talking about. Um, it's Operation Summer Rescue, which ran from Sept- uh, August 1st to September 30th, involved other agencies, including Nashville, Tennessee Police, the FBI office in New Orleans, and it worked to recover suspected uh, uh, children, including a 13-year-old girl who was rescued in Nashville. There were other uh, children between the age of six and nine. And It's just a great story. I'm sorry, Rick. I didn't mean to stomp on you. No, no worries. Sorry about that. No, it's a good story. story. Uh, Tim Tim Tebow's hot. You know, he's he's passionate about that, as everybody should be with these kids. Save the children. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's do some sports. Rick Amorati's here. What's going on, pal? Okay, Big D. Just a couple of quick live updates. Wild card playoffs. Looks like the Cardinals are trying to close out the Padres. They're up 5-2 to at the end of the fifth. And don't forget the Dodgers. We have a big California audience. The Dodgers, the number one team in the National League, are looking to close out the Brewers. That game tips off at 10-08 tonight. Um, And in football, real quick, Thursday night football. I know we don't want to hear too much about it, but the Jets and Denver are tied 10-10. So they're both 0-3. They're both tied 10-10. And both head coaches may not – one of the head coaches may not have a job tomorrow if they lose tonight. <laughs> this game should end in a tie. Wouldn't it be fitting? That would be. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson tweets that the XFL plans to return in 2022. They get a hold off coming back next year because of the pandemic and, you know, everything else is going on. But they're looking to start the season. They want to do it right. He bought it out of, you know, the bank 
bankruptcy proceeding, and uh, he's looking to kick it off in 2022. I, I think I put a nice spin hey, on it. That's great. Day. Let's hope Rick, they I kick heard it. on a side Let's note hope they to kick help. it sideways. Yeah. Done with him. <laughs> I heard on uh, a <laughs> Let's kick it off. Let's hope they kick it off out of bounds. All right. Well, they, they did say they're going to try to like bring fans in with the flag and the anthem. They're going to allow players to actually defecate. No, never mind. Not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Serena Williams, uh, her quest for the number 24 of a major open win. She's trying to uh, tie the record there that was set many, many years ago by Margaret Court back in the early 70s. Um, she had to drop out of the French Open uh, due to an issue with uh, with her uh, Achilles. And uh, at 39 years old, it looks like it's going to be a tough road for her to get up there and win another one. But, you know, she's the greatest female tennis player of all time. I mean, there's some argument out there, but I'd say she's number one. She's going to go down in great history. And she still may come back yet. Um, and just the last thing, I want to once again mention the Tampa Lightning. They had a huge parade for their fans uh, yesterday. Uh, and they had it over at uh, Raymond James Stadium. And they did a boat parade. It was just fantastic over the Hillsborough River. Uh, Alex Kilhorn in the back with the Stanley Cup. Good to see a Stanley Cup all the way south down in Florida. Good stuff. So congratulations, Florida. You're a great state, and you got a great champion. And vote uh, Trump. And, 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 you know, exactly. Yeah, Trump better win. You better. better get the vote out. You better take care of our man. Absolutely. Yeah. And All that's right. a wrap in sports tonight, Big D. All right, thanks, Rick. Let's go 131G Crazy Town, last one of the night. Uh, this is the uh, James Comey edition. Uh, out to lunch, Crazy Town. Roll it. Did Mr. Page deny knowing people that you accuse him of having contact with? I don't remember. That's about all I recall. I don't remember. I don't remember learning anything additional about Steele's sources. No, I'm just the director. I don't remember Bruce or ever giving me. I don't recall that. So do you recall? I do not. Do you recall? I do not. I don't remember any discussion. (laughs) I don't remember using that word, but I don't remember using that word. I don't remember ever being informed. I don't recall being informed of that. Did you ask any questions or do any due diligence on this at all? I don't remember anything about the, the facts that have been revealed recently about the subsource. I don't remember the exact words, but something similar. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't ring, ring bells with me. Okay. No. That's a pretty stunning thing. It didn't ring a bell. Which I'm sure you remember. I don't remember the exact words. I don't remember the, whether I knew the Democratic Party. I, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I don't think I knew before. I remember reading the footnote. I don't know whether I asked. I don't know what that first is. I said earlier that does not ring any bells with me when I read that. I don't remember it. I don't, I, I don't remember receiving it. Anything that's described in that letter. <laughs> oh, no. What? That's not believable. I, I was who? <laughs> I was what? Oh my God! I was, I was the director of the FBI. Huh? I don't. Yeah. Rem- no, I don't remember that. Yeah, it turns out. Turns out the last two years he was there, he was comatose. <laughs> oh my god! Hashtag that and spread it oh around. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I have no, I have no, I don't, no, no, doesn't oh ring a bell. A- who? A- a- and S- that- steel. Christopher? No, no, it doesn't ring a bell. The FBI, no. that's intelligence, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just throw it's it funny. out there. I, mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's, I guess it is funny, but it's not Pathetic. funny because these, I mean, this, this guy is just, uh, all well, these people, this is why the president and uh, the rally yesterday were like, you know, he, he got angry, as, right. as angry as I've seen him get about that topic. Well, you know what? The, Enough's the, enough. The funny thing about the Comey thing, and, and I found that this, I found this out today listening to uh, Dan Bongino, is that he brought up that Comey and his lawyers were offered to have Comey have his clearance put back into play, I was? so he could review all these. Things. I don't remember that. No, this is. The- <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he turned it down. Some of it he turned it down because he knew he'd phones. have to go in there. 
I turned it down. Yeah, no, it doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> did you erase your phones? Is that why you don't remember any of it? Oh, oh, yeah, with, it. I, I did with a cloth. Did you I, ever, did I you entered even, the password wrong 47 times and erased <laughs> itself. Do you even remember how to erase your phone? Nah, it does, no, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Nope. Damon, Can't were remember. you the one who made those edits today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, hey, I don't hey, know. Hey, Damon, where's my check? Well, I re- that I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know that. But, uh, well, so I don't know. So we spent the whole show just, uh, well, as I told you, I think you got to know, right? You got to, yeah. you, you just, you got to know because a lot of places you're not going to see it. And uh, the history of this guy and who he really is and why this is, you know, you say, well, geez, Tuesday, what a mess. Well, this is why it was a mess. 2012 was just as much a mess, but it was a different situation. Sitting at that table, Martha Raddatz from ABC there, doing a better job than Chris Wallace did, by the way, obviously. But that's why Tuesday was a mess, because he's a, he's a bully and a brawler, and, he's, and he disguises it in his old man act with his laugh and his <laughs> and his you know nonsense and little quips he started it on tuesday night first three times was from him but to the larger point whether they have three debates or not it doesn't matter this this election is bigger than these debates and it's bigger oh, than yeah. the two candidates this election is about what what kind of country you want to live in let me tell you something. This is without a doubt. This is without a doubt an insurrection to overthrow America for a whole new for the the American experiment to be either alive and well or over. Mm. That's not an exaggeration. This okay. is about what kind con- country you want to live. You want to be free or not? That's what this comes down to. Because you vote for him, you're voting for her. You're voting for AOC plus three, as the president likes to say. Yeah, you're you're voting for globalism. Yeah. One world government, one world bankers, one world... You You want all the statues down? You want all the classrooms with the 1619 Project? You want all the history gone? You think the military and the police are imperialistic? You think our police are systemically racist and abuse people? That's what you're going to get. As always, we salute our military active and active police firefighters, first responders, EMT, everybody on the front lines. Thanks to everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Paul. Rick. Rick. Hey, hey. Thanks to uh, Real America's Voice. Most of all, thanks to you. Great audience tonight. We love you. Pastor Daryl Scott, thanks a lot. We'll see you tomorrow night. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, 8 p.m. tomorrow night. <laughs>